Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We ask, Father God, that your word will go forth with power, with understanding, and with lights. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our lives will be supernaturally transformed by the entrance of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's have a set. We are basically going to be looking at what we call the art of intercession. The art of intercession. And what we're going to be looking at is a subject around intercession, basically what we would also call the power of a praying woman. The art of intercession, under we're looking at something called the power of a praying woman. You know, one of the things that we realize about ladies especially and, and mothers, as it were, is the compassion that God has placed within them. You know, if you want to look at that word, woman, uh, in, in the literal sense of the way that word is taken, is actually woman, as it were, which means, uh, quote and unquote, a man who's got a womb, someone who can give birth. Or someone who can reproduce. And so you find out that naturally, because of the way that God has created women and ladies, there is a heart of compassion that is already placed within them. There's a heart of compassion that is already placed within them. And if you are trained properly, you can actually use this compassion and direct it towards intercession towards prayers and towards intercession and of late I'm beginning to really pray and think about our Christian faith you find out that like when you talk to a lot of believers and you talk to a lot of Christians it's almost like Church is part of one of the things they do in life. Like it's, it's, it's almost like a social thing, right? Like I belong to this club, I belong to this club, I belong to this, I belong to this, then uh, I'm a member of this church. Why do I say that? It's, 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 it's amazing and at the same time it's very disheartening to hear children of God talk down on prayers. As if prayers do not work or prayers are not effective. And sometimes when you see they're going through situations or things need to be sorted and you say, well, let's pray about it. It's almost like, yeah, we'll pray, but let's do something about it. And I want to, I want to plead with you, don't get to that state in your life. Don't get to that point in your life where it looks like prayer or intercessory prayer is not effective. I'll tell you something. You know, we live in a, in, a, in a global world. 
There are very few things in this life you can actually control. Very few things. Many things in life you will not be able to control. And one of the ways by which you can exercise the dominion of the Spirit is through intercessory prayers. And so every one of us must learn to become a people of prayer. We must learn it. You know, you find out sometimes that in life, you plan life to go on a certain direction. But it's like as you keep living, you discover that life is being swayed in another direction. How do you readjust your life? How do you refocus your life? It is true prayers. Are you still here? So, the first thing tonight is to understand the power of prayers. That prayers will change things. That prayers will alter things. And I I know you have heard it before, but let it not just become common to you. Let it not just become, oh, one of those things, yes, I know prayer. No, prayer can <laughs> literally turn things around. And we must not only believe it, we must learn to practice it. To become a people of prayers. Praise God. I said praise God. Now, what is intercession? I'm going to use the full light Bible definition. Intercession is, or it says intercession may be defined as holy, believing, persevering prayer, whereby someone pleads with God on behalf of another. Or others who desperately need God's intervention. So the first thing we find about intercessory prayer. It's actually the fact that you are the one praying for someone else. So the art of intercessory prayers is not actually you praying for yourself. But rather you are pleading with God on the behalf of another. You are going before God for someone else. Not just your own need. You know, because most times you also find out that a lot of our prayers are centered around ourselves. If you ask people, what do you pray for? Or we take the prayer list of people, you will find out that most times, majority, maybe 90 to 95% of what we pray for is just concerning us. Are you still here? Concerning our job, concerning our health, concerning our marriage. But you realize that God is calling us to something higher. What do I mean by that? God is calling us into that place where we, He can begin to trust us to pray for others. Outside of just our immediate circle to through prayer begin to shape history. And this is a very sound call. 
If you take a look at our society today, sometimes you would ask yourself, where exactly are we going? There seems to be no boundaries anymore. People are desperate for wealth, and because they're desperate for wealth, they do all kinds of things. It's almost like uh, our society has been set on a destructive path, and there are no breaks. Things are just getting worse. People turning against people. Families turning against families. All kinds of things just going on. And you ask yourself, in the midst of all this, where can we find hope? How can we get things right? It lies in the power of intercession. Praying and pleading to God on the behalf of our society. You know, something came to my mind today and I was thinking about it. I look at the attitudes of parents towards church. I look at the attitude of parents towards church. Sometimes they don't want to come to church. They are tired and all that. And I'm wondering... What lessons are we teaching the younger ones? What lessons are we passing across to our children? And if you look at your life today, ask yourself, does the society reflect the kind of society you want your child to grow up in? You look at the society, ask yourself. Some of you are not yet married. Some of you will be married in a couple of years. And look at the society today. And think about the next 10, 15 years where your children will become adults. The kind of uh, society they will find themselves in. But do you know what? That society is created because of the negligence of the parents of today. It's created because of the things we refuse to do. If we don't push righteousness, if we don't sit up and say, listen, our world cannot go this way, we discover that we are leaving our children in a world where there's almost no right or wrong anymore. People can just get up and decide, this is what I want to do, and go ahead with it. It's like the scripture calls them in the book of Romans, people who invent evil. It's like, you know, evil gets into... Or, you know, a more stronger dimension as the world goes on. But how can we stop this? How can we put a stop to it? We can only put a stop to it through the power of prayers. So, a, a, a Christian lady or a child of God must first of all believe in the power of prayers. You must believe it. That there is power in prayers. That when I pray, I can put a stop to evil. That when I pray, I can set in motion righteousness. That's the first place to start. You see, because if we, if deep down in ourselves, we believe in these, what's going to happen is we will give more time to prayer. Are you following this? You see, if you believe something is going to work, you know, I know you guys are ladies and you, some of you have got all this wonderful makeup with several kinds of uh, prescriptions, some before you sleep, some after you sleep, some you apply even while you're sleeping, just all kinds, and you're diligent to it. 
You know, um, I remember one time we were in school, and uh, a friend of mine, she was a lady, she was, um, she had a bit of spots in her face, maybe one, two spots or something. So we were in class one day, and she said, are you seeing any spots in my face? I said, no, I'm not seeing spots. He said, ah, I know you will not see spots. So he showed one other guy, the guy said, ah, two, three spots are coming. <laughs> So I said, where is the spot? So they pointed it. I said, no, that's, I, I thought that was normal. I said, no, no, it's not normal, it's spot. I said, okay, no problem. <laughs> and then they, were, they went to start looking for how to remove these spots. So this one, we recommend this, this one. You know, one thing we find out is that everybody is a counselor. People even counsel you in things they are not, they don't even know. So at the end, she ended up getting a product and applied on her face. <laughs> The next uh, week, I didn't see her in class. So I said, oh, what happened? She said, oh, that uh, she's, she's working on the spots on her face. Uh, that's why you didn't come to class. Yes, that the product takes two, three days to work. It's okay. So she had this thing she wore, and then she had to, you know, all those kind of funny stuff. And four days later, she showed up in class, and instead of the thing removing the spots, <laughs> I mean her face got bones in several places and all that. And it would have been far better if she didn't remove that spot. But this is where I'm going to. The diligence. She didn't mind missing classes because she wants to take out two or three spots in her face. Whatever they told her to apply, of course, would have been inconveniencing. She went ahead to do it. Why? Because up until then, she believed in the power of that thing to take away the spots. This is where I'm going. Whatever you believe in, you will give time to. Whatever you believe in, you will do what? You will give time to it. If you believe in the power of prayers, you would give time to prayers. If you believe in the power of intercession, you will give time to intercession. So if you are not giving time to intercession, if you are not giving time to prayer, it simply means that what? You do not believe that prayer works. So we find out that intercession is standing on behalf of someone else. It's like standing between two people, pleading the case, for someone else. So essentially, it is praying for others. Intercession is praying for others. An intercessor is one who takes the place of another or pleads another's case. So the first thing we understand about the prayer of, uh, the prayer of intercession or the art of intercession is that you are taking another's place. You are standing in the gap for someone else. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, what is the biblical um, um, what is the biblical basis of intercession? What's the biblical basis of intercession? What gives us the foundation for intercession? What gives us the foundation for intercession? Now, let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5. 1 Peter 2 5. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5. It says, You also, as living stones, 
are being built up a spiritual house. Now look at the next phrase he uses to describe the believer. A holy priesthood. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So he calls the believer a priest. He calls the believer a priest. And that's very important. He calls the believer a priest. Now go to First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 of that. First Peter 2 9. It says, but you are a chosen generation. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. A royal priesthood. So in First Peter chapter 2, you find out that it ref- uh, Peter refers to the believer as a priest. Okay? Now, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. Okay. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins, In his own blood. Verse 6. And has made us. Kings. And priests. To his God. And father. To him be glory. Forever and ever. So what do you find out. About these three verses that we have read. As it refers to the believer. That the believers are what? Priests. Now, what is the duty of a priest? What is the duty of a priest? It's very simple. The priest, the responsibility of the priest was to stand before and between. Not those two words. The responsibility of the priest was to stand what? Before and what? Between. Now, before who? Before God. And between the people and God. Alright. So the priest stood before God. And now stands between the people and God. Especially in the Old Testament. That is the concept. Because in Hebrews chapter 4. It says no man takes his honor for himself. Except the man who is taken from among men. For men. That means that the priest is taken uh, the priest, for instance, is taken from, from among them. Let's say, for instance, Aaron the priest was taken to stand before God on behalf of the children of Israel. Now, the Bible says that we are all kings and priests in Christ Jesus. That's beautiful. But you find out that for us to be able to cause certain changes on the earth, we, we can also stand on behalf of someone else for God. Why why do what? Praying for them. Let me give you an example. When Peter was to betray Jesus, right? Peter, Jesus knew that Peter was going to betray him. What happened? Uh, Jesus says, Peter, I have prayed for you. Satan desires to sift you, but I prayed for you. When you overcome, strengthen the brethren. What did, what did Jesus do for Peter there? Intercession. He stood on the gap for Peter. 
And that's what God is calling us to do. To learn to become women of prayers. To stand in the gap for the people around us. For our children, for our husbands, for our friends, for our society, for our church, for our nation, for our world. For the cause of the gospel. You know, I've forgotten the lady's name, but I've heard this story many times. It's a true story. Um, A lady, very early in the life of Kenneth E. Hagen ministry, Brother Hagen, it was said that a lady heard him preach and said, this message is a powerful message. I'm going to pray this message to go around the world. I'm going to pray this message to go around the world. What happened there? This woman took upon herself the art of intercession for that message. The message of faith that God has given to Brother Hagen. And he had to, she took the responsibility of praying that message around the world. Ask yourself, outside of having children, looking beautiful on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, going to work, and coming back. In the eternal purposes of God, where are you? If we look at life beyond this realm that we are in, life beyond just money, Where are you in the scheme of things? Who are you praying for? Whose burden is in your heart? Whose burden are you carrying? What have you looked at in society and you said, this should not be so. And I'm going to stand in prayer until this changes. You know, most times if you look at ourselves today, majority of our prayers is for ourselves. We want a good job. We want a good husband. We want good children. We want, um, yeah, that's, a, that's about it. Nothing else. It's a very selfish way of living as a child of God. God is trusting you to go beyond, to pray beyond that, beyond your own needs. You are now a priest of God. God is trusting you to stand and become an intercessor. Not just for your immediate family, but for the greater purposes of God. We must learn to live beyond ourselves. Are you still here? I can't hear you. Are you still here? We must learn to live beyond ourselves. Ask yourself, after marriage, what else? So what else? After the two children, the three children, the five, the six, some of you who's got faith. After twelve children, what else? Is that all that it is about life? Is that what defines you? And yet we have the... We have the... 
The responsibility from God and the power from God, not just responsibility. We've got the responsibility from God and the power from God to be able to change and shape the lives of men, to change history. And you know, somehow, because of our busyness, we do not take advantage of that. When last did we spend time in prayers and intercession? That's a question that we all have to answer. So the biblical basis of intercession is the fact that we're called to be priests for God. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, Jesus is a model intercessor. In 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5, the Bible says, For there is one God and one mediator. That word mediator there, it's also the word intercessor between God and man. The man Christ Jesus. It's like God standing between us and pleading. Reconciling us back to God. Romans 8.34 says, It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. So you find out that Jesus today, as we speak, the one ministry that Jesus continues today that will speak is the ministry of intercession. Praying for us. Praying for us. In Hebrews chapter 7 verse 20 to 25 It says wherefore I like the scripture Wherefore he is able also to save them To the uttermost That come unto God by him Seeing he ever liveth To make what? Intercession for them How is he able to save us to the uttermost? Those who come to God through him Is by making intercession for us you see, by intercession, we make available the power of God upon situations. By intercession, we make available the power of God for, for situations. What is the, let me ask you one thing. What is the guarantee that your children will turn out right? What is the guarantee that a lot of things will happen the way you've planned? The guarantee must come from the word of God. Are you following what I'm saying? There's nothing on this earth that is guaranteed. Nothing. Wealth is not guaranteed. Poverty is not guaranteed. Health is not guaranteed. You know, there are people who last year, they were healthy, they were whole. This year, bam, they fell sick. Everything changed. There were even those who didn't just fall sick. They just died. <laughs> they didn't even wait to get sick. They just went off. There were those who, man, had all the money, bam, this year, got into some kind of business, gone. Nothing. Listen carefully to what I'm saying to you tonight. Nothing on this earth is guaranteed except the Word of God. Are you following what I'm saying? So, you have the responsibility to build your life on that Word. You see, all these ones sometimes that we encourage you Try and serve God You know, try your best Be in church, be in meetings You know, sometimes It's almost like people make it feel like You're doing that because you want the church to grow No, it's your life It's your life 
You see, ultimately, we are all responsible for the outcome of our lives. Are you following what I'm saying? Even if you are married, you know that you can have a husband and a wife, and both of them are living two different levels of life entirely. You can. You can even have your children, and they make their own choices. So what does intercession do for your children? Your, the, 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 the power of intercession is to help them, to guide them, to make the right choices in life. Praise God. And that's why we have to pray daily. We have to pray how daily. We have to be a people of prayer daily. We cannot relent. We cannot pull back. If you're too busy to pray, you're getting too busy. You're getting too busy. One of the things I'm trying to do in my life right now is to eliminate busyness. I, I, I discovered that I'm, in the month of June, I'm going to teach on maximum potentials. I'm going to talk a lot about that. Because I discovered right now that it's like we take pride in telling people that we're busy. Oh, why don't you do that? I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And you analyze what those people have achieved in their one years of busyness. Zero. Finances, the same place. Issues, the same place. In fact, nothing ha- what have improved is just their busyness. Nothing else. If you're too busy to pray, you're getting too busy. If you're too busy out of 24 hours, you do not have one hour to commit your life, the life of your children, your finances, your call, your potential, your assignment to God. In 24 hours, you do not have one hour to stay in the place of prayer. You are treading on a dangerous terrain. You're getting too busy. By the time life comes after you, you realize that you don't have strength anymore to fight back. Are you following what I'm saying? One of the things you must take home from today's meeting is go and look at your life and eliminate the unnecessary activities you have so you can give yourself to the things of the Father. Give yourself to the things of God. Give yourself to your spiritual growth. Because life is not as simple as we see it. And that's why sometimes you wonder, you will see someone who had graduated years and years and years and years still looking for a job. In their mind, they never envisioned their life to be that way. It was never their plan. You, you, you know, nobody sits and says, you know what, in this life, I'm going to suffer for 15 years, I'll suffer very well, and then... After 20 years, maybe I'll suffer. I'm thinking of suffering for like 18 years. Then by the 19th year, things will be better. Nobody sets that goal. Are you still here? Nobody sets that goal. Through prayers, we can arrest the forces of life and cause our life to go exactly the way God plans it to be through the power of intercession. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you still here? I said, are you still here? Alright. So. Go to 
Close second first Timothy chapter two verse one to two. Second Timothy chapter two verse one to two. Take prayer seriously. Take your intercessory life seriously. You know, if you observe in this ministry, for instance, I do a lot of women's gathering more than men's gathering. I have a I have a special heart for women because my mom actually, oh thank God for my mom. She's a woman of prayers. But you know what? I realize something that as a, I said, I'm sorry, go to First Timothy, not Second Timothy. First Timothy chapter two. First Timothy chapter two, verse one. I realize this. Listen carefully. That as a woman, especially when you are married, for when you're married, you would realize that the cares of your house will choke you up. You'll cook for the children. You'll cook for your wife. Oh, sorry, you are the wife. <laughs> you cook for your husband, right? Then you cook for the children. If you have a dog, you cook for the dog. And then you do the laundry. Even if you have a house help helping you, you've got to supervise them. Even if you have a husband who cooks, you, you know the man is not going to be cooking every day. I know there are men who do that, they help their wife and all that. But all said and done, you are actually going to take a lot of responsibility at home. This is what I realize. You realize that because of that, you almost have very limited time. Your time is limited. Because you have to look after your husband, you have to look after your um, your children you have to look after other things before you now have to if you have a job you now look after your job your career whatever and then you now have to look after yourself and then you now have to remember that oh pastor Toto's uh, intercession that's two months after maybe it's the day you're sweeping the house you just sweep the notes and just ah out of intercession yay when did you sweep the house in October just realize this was me couple of months ago you were taught on the art of intercession but then you were even too busy to go over the note so I realized that as a lady you have to consciously create that time and say this is my prayer time let your husband know let your friends know let your children know build build a calendar around that time why? That is your sustaining power. It's from there you will get the strength to serve everybody. Even though you break down. Are you following what I'm saying? That's where you get the strength. Serve everybody. I exhort you therefore, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for how many people? All men. This is where I'm going to. That means that your intercessory life is not just for your family. It's for all men. Look at the next verse. Interesting. 
for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. I want you to look at that verse carefully. The Bible says that our prayer life, listen carefully to this now, our prayer life is responsible for how peaceful we would live on the earth. It says the more we pray for kings, the more we pray for all men. You know, I was, I, I, I don't read the news so much. So, but when I was praying for this meeting, I, I was, I posted something on Facebook. So I scrolled to a news and I followed the news of a kidnapper who kidnapped, kidnapped an eight-year-old girl. And took out her eyes, took out a couple of stuff from her, and she was trying to make money with a girl. And I, I was thinking of that story. In fact, many things are very funny with that story, because the police caught the guy. Now the guy was going to throw the girl away, so he had this thing, like the girl in a sack. He was going to throw the girl away, so the police caught the, the guy. And then the police now, they were leading him to go and write his statement. And something, something, the guy now escaped. So, you know, it's kind of a funny story. First of all, they, they caught the guy and then the guy escaped. So, I mean, that's double tragedy for the father. But I was thinking. And I said, look at our society today. Where have we? How, what exactly did we do wrong? How did we get to this point in life? Things that you used to hear once in a blue moon Become things that you hear daily And this scripture came to my mind It says Pray for all men That you might lead, lead a, a peaceful and quiet life Something began to work in my spirit You know I, I began to say from You see God's word is always right because for instance, what is our solution to these things going on around us? Oh, let me have more money. Once I have more money, I'll build a big house. I'll build a big fence. I'll put electric fence. I'll put CCTV camera. I will go around with police. I will do this. But you ask yourself, <laughs> let's be honest. How many of us are going to really, in this life, achieve all of those things? <laughs> you know it's not easy. Every day I realize that making money is not easy. Because like you're making such amount of money, right? You're making like 20000 You go to the market, you realize the price of goods have gone up. Your money increases. The price of things go up. So when are you going to have that extra money to pay a policeman to be guiding you? But you know, if we follow the scripture, it says, let us intercede for all men. It says, when we do so, we would be able to leave a quiet and peaceful life. It means that those people that are not born again, those people that are doing all of this evil in our society, making the society a place where we find it difficult to live, it means that we have the responsibility of praying that the light of the gospel will shine into their hearts. And then when they become children of God, that evil will be wiped away from the society. This is where I want you to come in now. We don't see solving the problem of the society the way everybody else sees it. 
Are you following what I'm saying? That it is the darkness in the heart of men that are causing them to live this way. And we have the responsibility to pray that the light of the gospel will shine upon them. Are you following this? And that is where we come in. We do not only pray for ourselves. Go to verse 3. Verse 3, look at this. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Now go to verse 4. Go to verse 4. It says, who desires? How many people? How many people? Do you remember in verse 1, how many people did he tell you to pray for? All men. But what is God's desire for all men? Look at it here. Who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? Do you see how this solves societal problem? That if all men come to the knowledge of Christ and they are saved and they come to the knowledge of the truth, we will have peace in our society. Today, anywhere you turn, talking about sexual abuse, how sexual abuse have gone into our schools and organizations, and there are many strategies. <laughs> Praise God. Many things going on in our society. You ask yourself, what's the solution to all this? It is the light of God's word. Listen to me, ladies. You have a responsibility to the gospel. That's the solution. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every day of my life, I'm deepening my resolve for the gospel. That the truth of God's word will go far. Deepening my resolve for the gospel. And that's what I want to share with you. I know some of you would have different concepts about this, but that's what I want to share with you. That from today, go and start praying more for those who are not born again. Start from those in your compound. That guy who is an alcoholic, who doesn't go to church, you know what? He's your responsibility. Get him born again. You know why? Because if we don't, then one of these days, that guy is going to get drunk. When he get on weed, get on something, and go and rape one girl somewhere, and they were like, "Oh, why is this happening?" It's the light of God's word. That cultist, you know, in your streets has become your responsibility. Get a notebook, write the names of all these people down. Get a prayer guide. How do you pray for those who are not born again? You pray that the light of the gospel will shine upon their hearts. And what's going to happen? We begin to take these people up in intercession. Praise the name of the Lord. I didn't gather this meeting to just train you to say, you know, pray for your husband, pray for your children, pray for their future, pray that they will not marry wrongly. That's enough. That's good. But we want to live for something greater. Amen. We want to live for something greater than our family. We want to be able to shape society by, the, by our prayer life. This island is our responsibility. This nation is our responsibility. 20 minutes a day praying for the unsaved would go a long way to shape our world. We all can make this world a better place if we commit to prayer. Amen. I said amen. Alright. Now, I want to just quickly go because of our time. What are some of the things that stop us from intercession? What are some of the things? I'm going to teach this fully in church as a full message. I just wanted to stay your heart. What are some of the things that stop us from intercession? Number one, it's busyness. Busyness. We're very busy. 
were distracted. Number one, busyness. Busyness. We are very busy. All is occupied. There's no time to pray. Oh, there's no time. Oh, before you know, you're tired. So number one, busyness. Number two, distraction. Distraction. What are some of the things that stop us from praying? Number one, busyness. Number two, what? Distraction. Everybody say distraction. We are all easily distracted. Do you know some relationships distract you? You get into a relationship, you used to be very spiritual, you get into a relationship, everything you are talking about is movie, movie, movies. You know, I, was, I went online and I saw everybody talking about Games of Thrones, Games of Thrones, Game, game of Thrones or Games of Thrones, I don't know. Like, <laughs> what's, what's this? And then, man, the noise, this one, that one, this one. Oh, oh, wow. You know, sometimes I feel sorry for myself because I look old. Like, things that interest me don't interest me. I remember one time when this... What's this film now that came out? Is it Wakanda now? It's Black Panther. When the film came out, everybody, ah, man, Black, if you watch the movie, ah, this one. So, <laughs> I asked someone to get it for me. So they got it for me. Put it on. First three, first five minutes, I was tired. Like, okay, so, you know, it's like you're waiting for that. What is, where is that excitement? Just go, uh, Yeah. So some of those things can be distractions. Before you know, you're following one series. Day after day, night after night, you're recording, you're following, you're following, you're following, you're following. Before you know, you become an analyst. Distraction. Business. The third one is ignorance. We don't know the power of our intercession. We don't know how far we can alter the world. It will stay in the place of prayer. So we have business, we have distraction, we have what? Ignorance. And then we have selfishness. We pray for things that we can consume on our own loss. James 4.3 Selfishness. Just things that we can consume on our own loss. Selfishness. The next one is lack of compassion. We are not, when we look at society, there's no compassion welling up in our hearts for them. There's no compassion welling up in our hearts for them. We don't see, and, oh God, this man needs Christ. Oh God, this woman needs Christ. We rather laugh at them. We see our friends who, who, who we know are just involved in promiscuity to get money. We are rather envious of them. We, we feel restricted as believers. Ah! If not for church. Ah! Ah! I know what I would have done to get this post. If not, you know, you just realize that people you should feel sorry for, you are now envying them. It's almost like they are the ones enjoying life. It's almost like, ah! When I was in the world, by now I would not be suffering. It's just to call two or three people. I'll buy that post. No compassion in our heart. We don't see sinners anymore. And I'm moved and say this person needs, needs the light. In fact, unfortunately, they have become our models. Unfortunately. You see that? Person singing there. 
the hairstyle she's got on is what you want. You don't even see that in the midst of all of those beauties she's putting on there, there's vanity of soul and pursuits. No, it's what Rihanna has that you want on. That's your model. You want that type of earrings. You want a type of shirts. Your salvation doesn't mean anything to you anymore. No. You want what that girl has. Whatever style she has is the style you want on. So you don't even see that she needs Christ. Rather, when you look at that girl, you think you need what she has. And we wonder why our world is this way. Let me tell you this. Anytime you check your heart and what an unbeliever has is making you feel very inferior that you're desiring it, you need to go back to the place of prayer. If you see a sinner and the first thought is, ah man, I like that guy's jeans. Nothing about his soul concerns you. You need to go back to the place of prayer. We have a strong mandate. God is counting on us. That the whole world would hear this good news. Are you still here? Terrorism is on the increase in our nations. Insecurity, kidnapping. What are we going to do about it? Can I tell you something? This is not a response to change of government. This is darkness and Satan in the hearts of men. It's only the light of God's word that will cure it. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng or call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.